0: goblins and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of my Haunted Life podcast with me, your host, Angela Hartshorn. How's it going, my creepy loves? I think we need to come up with a name for the fans of the podcast. Y'all deserve a good title. Definitely throw out your ideas on the Facebook group and we can start discussing that. Because I keep making things up. It's getting weird. This week, I'm finishing up the history of the Perrin family and continue the interview with Corey Heisen. So let's just get into it, shall we? There'll be a quick... Um, after a quick word from our sponsor, we're just going to dive right in. So... Let's get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a cup of tea. Make sure the doors are locked and the sage is close by. I have a story to tell you. So last week we left off on the parent family's experiences in the house. Um... So these started to get intense. Intense. So intense that a family friend which is another thing that differed from the movie. Uh, It was a family friend and not Carolyn. uh, Contacted paranormal celebrities Ed and Lorraine Warren. The Warrens were people The Warrens were Known as the people in New England to go to for paranormal happenings. The Warrens investigated the home several times, capturing weird evidence. There's recordings and photos. It, it, it's pretty comprehensive. Lorraine, who was a sensitive, felt a presence of an older woman. Woman. She got the name Bathsheba Sherman. Lorraine went on to describe her as a witch that sacrificed babies in the basement with a knitting needle. Pretty dark. Later, she supposedly committed suicide by hanging herself from a tree on the property right after she cursed any family that lived in the house. After her if you remember the story in the last episode about Carolyn receiving a wound on her leg and she couldn't figure out where it came from this is described by Andrea Perrin the oldest daughter who has written a book about their experiences as a perfectly concentric circle as if a large sewing needle had impaled her skin. Fun connection there. This sounds like a great, wonderful, spooky story, but here's where the story gets a little weird. There really was a Bathsheba Sherman that lived nearby in the 1800s. She didn't live on the property. She was like a couple houses down, and by houses, remember that the land that the house, the conjuring house now on, at one point was 200 acres, so distant neighbor, technically. Uh, She was an upstanding member of her community, active in her church. She was buried in the local cemetery beside her first husband by a Baptist Reverend so even though this was about a century removed from the witch trials if she had been accused of witchcraft she probably would not have been permitted to be buried in consecrated ground so where did the story come from there's a lot of back and forth to be perfectly honest um, and to be honest, we will we'll, we might never know. Uh, some claim that this bit of folklore existed before the Warrens. Some I've read said that it was created by them. I don't know, um, or I should say, it came out with them. Um, but yeah, one story says that Lorraine contacted the spirit, but it wouldn't get her its name. But then, while she was in town, after hearing the legend of Bathsheba and the knitting needle, she just simply started refer to the spirit as Bathsheba. Uh, and then, unfortunately, you know, more nefarious implications, that the Warrens were fake and were just going along with local foreclore. But personally, I choose not to believe that one but that's just me on their last visit to the house and this is you know the climatic scene in the movie and uh, probably the most famous time they were there um, the Warrens and the parents the mother and father not the children um, conducted a seance in the house quick side note because I feel like this is important if you know anything about the Warrens the Conjuring movie has the Warrens doing an exorcism at the end of the movie this didn't happen the Warrens were staunch Catholics and believed that only an ordained priest could conduct an exorcism so Hollywood right there But they still did do a seance to contact the spirits. Anyway, for those that have seen the movie, you know, things did not go well. Um, Caroline was attacked by the spirit once again. And this was that final proof for Roger. Remember, he hadn't really been willing to see that there was something going on. And this was... You can't deny it at this point. And that this spirit, even though he had a friendly relationship with it, just wanted to cause harm to his wife. And this, because he had never seen it, he had just heard what his wife had told him. So this was proof for him. He was done. He saw his wife go into hysterics, and he was done. Ended the seance, kicked the Warrens out, and they were never Welcomed back. Um. So. So a little bit. With them. Uh, they actually. The parent family. Continued to live in the house. For many years. They were there for about a decade. Con- living with the spirits dealing with you know the haunting um because they couldn't leave and a lot of people always ask that question why didn't they just leave can't a lot of people just can't afford to pick up and completely start over like that um and you know eventually they all kind of go their own ways the girls grew up and went to school and got married, some of them, and um, one thing that I thought was really cool is the entire family, except for Carolyn, because Carolyn has since passed away, supported the movie. There are actually very sweet pictures of all the daughters posing with all of their movie counterparts, like lined up together. And I just think that's precious personally. Uh, Andrea, the oldest daughter has a book out called house of darkness, house of light about the family's experiences. Actually, a lot of the family members, including Roger and Andrea do the paranormal convention circuit here and there when it's close by and they get invited. Which I think is awesome. I would love to see them. Because if you see Andrea in any kind of interview, she just seems like the sweetest woman and just wants to tell you about these experiences. She seems awesome. Also, um, even Lorraine Warren was a part of the movie, she worked as a consultant to the directors and producers and stuff, and actually makes a small cameo as an audience member member in the movie when the Warrens were giving a lecture. If I remember correctly, it's toward the beginning. Um, Ed was not a part of it. Ed passed in 2006. Lorraine only recently passed away in 2019 at the age of 92. Fascinating, wonderful woman. So after a quick word from our sponsors, I'll be back to court with Corey. After this quick word from our sponsors, I'll be back with Corey to f- continue our conversation. do you have other hauntings or other experiences in the house is it like an everyday kind of
1: thing once a week we we compare it to that whole saying you know if a tree falls in the woods does it make a noise okay um because you know deep down inside unless you experience it it doesn't really yeah and same goes for in the house, you know. To, you know, unless we walk into a room and something's out of place or something happens, like and, uh, you know. But we like my wife. Just God bless her. She just ran through that DVR system like constantly every day. And she caught a lot of cool stuff, but after a while, she was just, she got burnt out. And Ooh. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I did my time on a DVR. Ooh. I'm like, it's just, you know, so. So now it's just more of a matter of if we walk into a room and something's out of place or.
0: Yeah, I assume when you live with it like that, like, I bet like the first month was like checking everything and now it's like. I might go back. Like I did an investigation for the podcast with some of my listeners and they've been waiting a couple months for evidence because I'm slow and I haven't done it yet and I love them very much, I swear. but yeah, I can't I just can't imagine like I could I could like I said that first month I would be just like Jennifer checking everything constantly. I I feel like burnout, doing something like that, would be really extreme for you guys.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, God. You, I mean, do you guys ever get, I mean, now it's like COVID's ruined everything, but do you, like, have plans to go on vacations at some point, get away from the house altogether? Uh, usually when we, we just
1: go back home, okay. up to Maine. I mean, just bounce up to there back and forth but uh, that's our getaway i guess
0: i mean maine's gorgeous that makes sense yeah wasn't sure if you were like hiding money in the house for a trip to hawaii or something from all the tour oh money god or something. i wish <laughs> <laughs> so i mean uh how has COVID affected your tours i assume it's almost put a close to a stop or at least limited it
1: uh, with COVID, uh, it at first it did because we weren't. I mean, they were very, very vague on what the rules were. Yeah. Uh, but since you know, since then they've kind of set out specific rules and stuff like that. And the way the house is, it falls under kind of like a. It, it's a, it's a weird like the way they label us
0: mm-hmm. cuz
1: we're not a museum we're not a we're not an amusement park we're not <laughs> a bowling alley oh, or anything no. like that and they're like basically as long as for every one person that's in the house they have a 100 feet of this not dispersion i remember the but it's we have 3,100, and as long as each, individ, each individual person has 100 square feet to themselves, that's how many people we can support in the house during COVID. That
0: sounds like a lot of math.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to attempt it. Uh, I'm, like... I'm pretty sure it's 31 people. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> I would never have that many people here. And, oh. and typically, like the groups that we do have in here, They're tiny groups, you know, four people, five people. And they're, like, they're either, they all work together, they're family, something like that. They still, they wear their masks. Mm -hmm. You know, we still follow protocol and stuff, because you just can't be too, you know, too cautious with it.
0: Just, yeah, I mean, that's so hard. I'm like, you guys still technically... It's a second home. You live there. It's like they can't... I don't know. That, that's such a weird... The whole COVID thing is weird. Let's just go with that. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Let me see. Um, So what what have been some of... I think I'm... Maybe I asked you this. Uh, what are some of the frequent things that have happened around the house? How, what, what are some of the weird things other than poor Jen moving her hand sanitizer? <laughs>
1: Um, the shadow figures, um, usually you'll see shadow figures, like, looking around the corners and stuff like that, if, if you find yourself in a room for an extended period of time, they're very inquisitive, so you'll see something, like, kind of like peep around the corner real quick, and as soon as you, I won't say make eye contact, but as soon as you start to look, you'll catch it moving away. Yeah. Um. I mean, other than that, I mean, that's all I've really noticed.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't.
0: It's just living in a haunted house. I don't look
1: for it. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. People, people are like, oh my God, I'd be like, turn it up. And I'm like, we were. When we moved in, like, we didn't bring in luggage. We brought in equipment. (laughs) <laughs> like we we had a dvr su- system set up before we had air conditioning anything yeah. i mean you know th- this is you know it's go time <laughs> so
0: <laughs> do you feel like that's a common misconception with people that come out to the house they're like waiting for that ultimate poltergeist experience of cabinets and crashing and plates flying kind of thing i th-
1: I think so, and we try to we try to dis, dispel that mm-hmm. like at the beginning. And it's like, look, we've been here a year and a half, and we've had nothing like that happen. And it not to say it couldn't, yeah. But you know, you know, for your one night that you're gonna be here, please don't be upset if it doesn't happen. You know, I hope to God just that it does for you just for your sake but you know please don't get your hopes up have you ever had issues but with we ha- sorry
0: keep going sorry
1: no no go for
0: it go I was for, gonna say for, have you had any issues with a group coming in to like stir things up or anything
1: we've we've had a few we've had a few groups that got how can I put this you're being diplomatic, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they're good dudes. They like the one team that came in. They they came for two two days to film a documentary, and the second night, I mean, it was tr- classic classic horror movie. I mean, there was a snowstorm going on outside. Um, they had a flat tire. It was just it was just hilarious. Oh, no. So. What happens is, when the team's in here, we have one room that we segregate ourselves to and give them the run of the house. Okay. Well, so if, the, if they need anything, they come up and they knock on the door and, you know, ask us questions, whatever. And it was like midnight, and they come knocking on the door. And they're like, hey, um, we got a problem. I was like, what happened? And he's like, one of my, one of my crew got scratched. And he's out in the car and he won't come in. Oh shit. And I'm like, why did he get scratched? And so the guys tell me this story. And he says his psychic just out of nowhere gives him a call and starts remote viewing the house. And says there's a male spirit here that's not allowing the other spirits to talk. And they have to get him out of the house in order for these other spirits to talk. Huh. And so the team leads like, Well, what do you want me to do? And without even missing a beat, the psychic's like, tell him you're going to burn the house down. And the team lead's like, okay. And he says it. And I was like, hey, dumb, dumb. So you're telling me you're provoking in my house. Yeah. So he, you know, we sit down, we talk about it. He's like, I, he's like, something came over me. He's like, I would never do that to disrespect you. And I'm like, and the psychic said the same thing. The psychic's like, no way, shape or form would I do that. It was like something was egging them on. Weird. But anyways, they, they came in. Uh, we got the guy back inside. We sat down and talked about it. And I just told him, I said, look, you know, you guys screwed up. Oh. Just, you know, finish up the night. Not even a half hour later, knocked on the door, and they're like, "We can't, we can't do it. Like we're, we're leaving." I'm like, "Dude, I we can't let you leave in a snowstorm." Yeah. I'm like, I just, I just don't feel right. And they're like, "Well, we'll we'll sleep out in the car." I'm like, "Now you really." <laughs> I'm
0: That's like, even more
1: dangerous. <laughs> I'm like, if you guys look me, me and General sleep upstairs in the middle bedroom, and you guys take one of the side bedrooms. You guys at least stay here until the morning when you guys can get your tire fixed and stuff. Then you guys can leave. And that's what we ended up doing
0: for them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, I kind of, I was really hoping you were going to say there wasn't, like, anybody going in to provoke too much because you guys live there. But, I mean, did that cause any trouble for you guys later or...
1: Actually, it didn't. Okay. Surprisingly.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, we tell everybody, treat them as you'd want to be treated, and you won't have any issues. It's, I don't know why you'd want to provoke something that you have no control over. Yeah. It's like, like I'm not, con- honestly, I, I'm not concerned for my well-being, and it's not because, like, I'm spiritual tough guy or something <laughs> it's like I know I'm respectful yeah and I'm not you know I don't play that and you know if it comes after me because somebody else screwed up then so be it but it's like you know I'm trying to be the nice guy and you know being respectful so
0: um, um, yeah wow I mean that's really awesome that you guys haven't you you've built that relationship enough with the spirits that they're like oh you guys aren't causing the trouble, it's just this one guy causing trouble.
1: And he's <laughs> the one that gets targeted. I,
0: that's really cool. That, that to me, like, connotates some kind of intelligent haunt that knows what's going on type of thing.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I tell people, I'm like, when you put your cameras down, you have to put them in, like, weird angles and stuff like that because... The they're so intelligent, they know where your camera they know when your camera's on, they know when it's off, they know when your recorder's on, they know when it's off. Like, I don't know how many times things have happened in this house that we just catch it out of the corner of a camera oh. because it's just right out of frame. And it's like, seriously? You guys are gonna be like that? I'm like, come on, if you're gonna do it, just do it. Yeah, help us out, please.
0: <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I mean it sounds like photographing my cat, so I can completely understand that <laughs> um, wow, oh, for you, what has been your favorite like piece of evidence or interaction in the house? you think
1: it was within the f- first two weeks, oh wow, me and Jen, we were me and Jen were laying in bed well actually it was caught. <laughs> We are laying in a cot together, which was very uncomfortable. And um, for some reason, I woke up. It was, like, around midnight, and I just happened to look into the doorway. And it was the first time we actually left the door open. Because for some reason we thought that, you know, if you shut the door, they won't come through the door. Okay. Um, But we left the door open, and there's something looking at me. And I'm talking, like, I'm seeing, like a whole like upper torso, shoulder, arm, head, and it like there's no facial features, nothing like that, but you can just make out the distinct body parts. And it's just staring at me. And I'm like, okay. At no point did I freak out, was I worried somebody broke into my house, anything like that. All of a sudden Jen's like I didn't know she was awake. <gasps> Jen's like, tell me you see this.
0: Oh, and and
1: as soon as she, but she said it out loud. So when she said it out loud, it just out of, out of the, you know, out of the doorway. And I'm like, yep, yeah, that was a shadow figure. She goes, that was awesome. And we high-fived each other, you know, because you know, for us to both have a personal experience together yeah, to see something like that, it was mind blown. And it's like, I, I don't care if I don't see anything else for the rest of my time here. Because that right there set the standard for what is in this house and people I don't know how many times people is the house haunted, really? <laughs> like, seriously, dude. I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, Hollywood, you know, all Hollywood movies are based on a true story, based on a true story. Yeah. I'm telling you, this was based on a true story. You if you come into the house, you might not experience what the movie shows. Yeah. But you will know that you're in a haunted house. So.
0: Oh. I'm like, just the fact, like, there's so many factors in that, that makes it amazing. You both happen to be awake at the same time. You both are looking the right way to see it. All of it. It's just like, I mean, it's so rare to share a paranormal experience as it is, but, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. I'm like, that That just sounds like fun. And then you guys just high-five. It's like, you guys seem like fun. I want to go get beers with you guys at some point. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Um, let me look at my list real quick. Oh, uh, real quick, you mentioned the movies. What do you think of the movies? And now being a part of the whole Conjuring universe kind of thing. I, I
1: mean, I enjoy them. I mean, it's, you know it's unfortunate Hollywood takes as many liberties yeah. as they do. But, but at the same time, you know, I, I'm glad that it, you know, remembers Ed and Lorraine's legacy, mm-hmm. you know, because they were doing this when nobody else wanted to be doing it. Yes. You know, they were, they, they were the black sheep mm-hmm. that nobody, you know, nobody wanted to be. And, and, you know, they embraced it, and that's why we're here today, so... I mean, there's other people, obviously, but, I mean, those were two
0: of the big ones, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like, especially now, I mean, I feel like people are getting back into it, but, like, when I grew up, you you didn't see anyone. It was like, um, uh, if you watch, like, Unsolved Mysteries with Leonard Nimoy <laughs> or Arthur C. Clarke, stuff like that, which, when I watched it, it was all syndication, but, um... It was like you saw Peter James, and the Queen Mary, and Ed and Lorraine Warren. That was, like, it. Yep. And especially for, like, me being the nerd I am, it was so exciting to see a woman doing it. And so, like, I don't care what anybody says about Lorraine Warren. I adore her to forever. And I will say my favorite part of the Conjuring movie is the, just a little bit of a cameo, of her sitting in the class at the very beginning. Yeah. But I mean, oh, I mean, for a Holly Hollywood movie, they did they didn't do awful considering.
1: I think the Annabelle movies kind of.
0: I can't bring myself to watch them. Really. Yeah. I don't like dolls, and I don't like the fact that, uh, Annabelle doesn't look like Annabelle. No. I, that, that's my, again, I'm an uber obnoxious nerd with things like that. My mom had, like, a child-sized Raggedy Ann doll growing up. So I was always terrified of it after I found out the history of Annabelle. So then actually seeing it scary was really disappointing. It's like the other one's terrifying enough. Why would you do that? Um, another big thing and I know this is uh, i think it was made popular in the movies, but I know they did It was the clapping game. Have you guys ever tried that? we go around the house trying to get the Answered back. I want to say you guys tried to do something like that for the live thing, but I think it was just more fun
1: Yeah, that was just for more fun Um, I know We've actually caught it on two occasions. Like us like we weren't even looking for it. It just happened. Oh. And I know we've we caught it on camera once. Um, my daughter was being interviewed and she was out in the dining room and just just clear as day just here the two distinct Are you? And she just stopped dead serious. It's on our YouTube page and she just stops. And she's like, she looks over and she points, and like you could—that's why she doesn't like to be here because she knows how fast it, like, it'll sneak up on <laughs> you.
0: Oh man! I'm like your kids—they have like no chance—and I love it that they are. Because she's in college, correct? Oh, sorry, what?
1: They're Troopers. <laughs>
0: I've only seen a couple of things with your daughter, I think on the seance group, and um, I think I saw your son on one of the live things. And you guys just seem like such a fun family. And it, it's definitely, you can definitely tell you're in it together. But I love listening to you and Jen in particular talk about it, especially together, because she seems, uh, like you said, like, she's the one that would go through the DVR she's like um wants to figure out things where it seems like you like to be more front line investigating does that sound yeah
1: uh to an extent i mean i i got burned out real quick (laughs) you know i was like i just you know after a while it's like i at any time i can just get out of bed and, and investigate if i want
0: that is
1: true (laughs) you know it's it's not like i gotta (laughs) do much so
0: fair enough um for you though i mean i would like to ask you how did you get into the paranormal like going way back
1: i got into the i mean i'm like you i grew up liking all things that aren't normal yes lake monsters ufos and stuff like that oh my god um and, you know, I, I never grew up in haunted house. I never had any experiences. But uh, my first experience was I was in the Marine Corps. I think it was 2002. Oh, um, wow. We used to do battlefield studies. And what that consisted of, um, I was stationed in Quantico, Virginia. We would sleep out on a Civil War battlefield, kind of like a camaraderie building thing. Okay. And then the more, And then in the morning, they would give us the tour you know show us everything and then we would basically split into two groups and how would we do it with our knowledge of war fighting and that night around one two o'clock in the morning like we were walking up by like gunfire and screaming and oh stung, my god but couldn't see anything there was no like flashes nothing you couldn't hear anybody in the woods so it's like, you know, and there's like 50 of us out there. You you know, you got 50 guys experiencing this. The tour guide comes on. He's like, oh, yeah, it happens all the time. And it's like, yeah. What? No, it doesn't. Who, who, who told you this happens all the time? No, it doesn't. You know, oh but he's God. like, oh, yeah, Gettysburg, Antietam. I was like, I mean, I've read about this stuff, but I, that was my first experience. Oh, my and God. I Whoa, was always what? like oh my god can i ask what battlefield it was to be honest with you, it was either fredericksburg or massaponics okay I, I it was one of those two um but it was it was amazing wow. I, I mean like i don't think i think the only reason we were able to do that was because we were in the service and able to do that like because i always ask i'm like Hey, can you just go down to Gettysburg and spend the night on the battlefield? No, like, God, no. I was like, Oh. I was like, it's news to me. I, I didn't know. I, I was like, oh, okay,
0: okay. Yeah, but what a damn, what a hell of a first experiment experience with the paranormal. Oh my god. Uh yeah, it
1: was Wow,
0: that is that's Wow, I mean, that's like the holy grail right there. Oh, God, no wonder you're, like, into these big haunts. I love it. (laughs) Wow. Um, uh, I am actually getting close to having to stop the podcast because we're running out of time. Um, uh, Is there anything else you would like to share with people? I definitely want, um, where can people find your evidence? I know you said you have a YouTube page. Uh, How do they want, uh, how can they get, in
1: contact with you if they want to come in and visit, or you um, U- Our YouTube channel is uh, the Conjuring House channel. Um, our website is uh, theconjuringhouse.com, and our Facebook page, unfortunately, is the Farm on Roundtop Road. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, if you look at any of those, we post updates and stuff like that. Um, the Farmer on Top Road. We couldn't use The Conjuring because copyright law. Oh no! Yeah, we get It's weird. You can use it for a website, but you can't use it for a Facebook page.
0: That's we so. People make Facebook pages for. That's so weird. Facebook. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much, sir, for being. On. I'm still like. Me and my a lot of the members in the Facebook group are totally, like, geeking out when I told them who I was talking to tonight. So, thank you (laughs) so much. And if I'm ever around there, I'm going to let you know. And I want to go get a beer with you and Jen because that sounds like I just want to hear stories. I think you guys would be fun.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you. Uh, Have a good night. You as well. I don't know how to do the thing. Give me a second. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of my Haunted Life podcast. You are one beautiful spectral apparition. Yes, I used that one last week. I love it. We're keeping it. A big thank you to Corey Heinsen for being on the podcast this week. From the house! Still so cool. And there was some weird orbs and sounds, and if you're on the Patreon page, I highly recommend you get on and watch the video because it's definitely strange. Uh, You can find out more about Corey and Jennifer and the Conjuring House at theconjuringhouse.com Also, on there is how you can visit the house and even book investigations. I would love to do that one day Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode if you want to get in on the fun and be able to ask our guests questions join the Facebook group and I definitely am thinking I have some pretty cool ones lined up we always have something going on in the Facebook group also, the Patreon page is coming along. And that's it for this time. I'll see you next week on my Haunted Life podcast. Bye! <laughs>